I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 60 of this chapter season podcast. You're joining us for another week. I'm your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And just before we kick off this episode, please make sure you check us out on all the streaming platforms. If you if you like audio, make sure you hit us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. And then if you prefer a visual sort of thing, we drop the episodes on YouTube every Thursday as well. Um, so yeah, if you want to get all our links, just head over to our Instagram and our Twitter bios. There's a nice little all my link URL there. Click on that and that just takes you to where we are for everything. So make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a review, all of that, all of that, all of that. But yeah, man, how you doing, bro? We are another week. Good, bro. I'm good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Good. Um, yeah, man, it's been another... I came into this episode thinking what content we got for for the listeners this, this week, but this this weekend was actually action packed. Actually, funnily enough, so there's a lot of, a lot a lot of things to dive into. I want to start with obviously what's going on with this week, what happened on on the weekend, because we've seen a few cards, a couple altercations. You know, it got a bit spicy on the weekend. So um, I think I want to start with what went down over here on on, on these shores. Um, Sky Sports had a double boxer card going. Um, headlined. Am I right in thinking that the headline was actually Savannah Marshall? Yeah, yeah. Up at, it's up in Newcastle, so kind of like a hometown or sort of homecoming, you know, performance for her, I guess. Because I don't think she's from Hartlepool, which isn't too far from Newcastle. Um, yeah. so yeah, she headlined. I think it's her first headline card actually. So shout out to Savannah Marshall. We're big fans of her on, on this pod, as we know. Yeah. Um, she was up against a undefeated Zambian chick called Lolita Muzeya, I think her name was. Um, so, yeah, defending her world title. And, uh, yeah, it was over in two rounds. But mm. it was a really enjoyable two rounds. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's crack on with sort of breaking this one down. Yeah. Um, this this, this Muzeya chick came out like a train. Bro, <laughs> what <laughs> just came out throwing bombs, bro? <laughs> and I, I don't think I, that's the first time I've ever seen Savannah Marshall be pressured like that. I think every other fight that I've seen of her, she tends to have a way of her opponents from, from the off. But yeah. this is the first time I think I've seen an opponent come at her like full, like full tilt and trying to, you know, she, you know, she was the aggressor. And I'm there thinking, whoa. I like this because I want to see how Savannah navigates such pressure because she's obviously going to face pressure like this, I think, in the future anyways, from better fighters. So let's see how she navigates against a person that we, she doesn't, we obviously we don't really know too much about her, the opponent, but she's mm-hmm. boasts, she boasts an undefeated record. So it's like, yeah, ha. and these kind of opponents can be tricky, isn't it? We've said it before, these unheralded sort of prospects can easily become a slip up for you. Because obviously there's not much footage on them. You don't know how they're going to come, you know, what version of them is going to turn up. But, bro, Savannah Marshall's too cold, man. <laughs> I'm just going to... She's, she's so, so cold. Um, even too whilst... Too, yeah, you call her too savage. Even when she was under this tremendous pressure from this opponent, she looks just cool, calm and collected. She, she didn't break strike. She, she, didn't, she, she, she didn't form a sweat. Like, bro, it was just incredible how she was able to stick to her own plan and not, you know, get caught up in a whole, oh, this chick is throwing bombs at, at me. I need to throw bombs back. Yeah. All she was doing was doing her usual. We, we said it before, she's an amazing boxer, right? But technically, using her footwork, sidestepping his opponent's work, catching her with counter shots, heavy counter shots. And what I really liked about it is, from, from from the off, even though her opponent was throwing bombs, she was throwing spite, spiteful shots back, intending yeah. to hurt her opponent and keep her opponent off her. And I love seeing that from the off. She, so she's cold, man. She's cold. Like the yeah. shots she was picking 
It's almost like in, in the eye of the storm, she was still finding the uppercut, the one twos, and it was all Chris work as well. Like she was picking shots while uh, what's her name, Lita was throwing throwing bombs. And don't get me wrong, those some of those bombs were landing, mm. and it was like meaningful shots as well. But yeah, Savannah Marshall was cold, man. She was in there picking shots. She was like you can see <laughs> after two rounds, you can see that her shoulders were red because yeah. she was rolling shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's sick, man. She was rolling shots as well. Even though some of them were landing, she was rolling the shots. Yeah. She was backing under them, stepping back, good footwork as well, and then finding some of those uppercuts. Like, she started timing it. Yeah. Yeah, she's cold. We keep saying it. Everything about her is cold, man. Um, yeah, like I said, the timing, the way she was able to roll the shots and then use that, her footwork to pivot away from the opponent to then fire off her own combos. Every combination was crisp, clean, hurtful from the off. We said it before, the best way to get a pressure fire off you, someone's going to come to look for them to pressure you is hit them hard and hit them often. And if you hit them hard and often, that's going to deter them to thinking, hang on, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, maybe I shouldn't jump in and start throwing bombs because this, this, this girl hits hard. So that's what she was doing. Every shot was well-placed, well-timed and well-picked out. And it told because... Yeah, this uh, Lolita chick started like a train in that first round, and Savannah was fighting, you know, was fighting with her, but just obviously more measured, and you know, making sure that she doesn't get caught up in all that bombs away sort of mentality. Second round again, Lolita tried, but once again faded quite quickly because Savannah was just picking off some disgusting shots uh, to the head and to the body. The bodywork was mean as well, and yeah, we just knew that it was only going to be a matter of time. I think Lolita survived the second round. She almost went at the end. Remember, she almost went at the end, saved by the bell. Yeah. She stumbled back to a corner, shaking her head like you just knew, like, yeah, she's, she's, she's done. Not only has she expended so much energy trying to outgun Savannah Marshall, but she's being caught with bombs. And we've, said, we've highlighted before that Savannah Marshall, we don't really tend to see much knockouts in women's boxing. Her, but Savannah Marshall's knockout ratio is disgusting. She's, knockout knocked, she's, she's, she's a knockout artist in, in the female weight classes, which is pretty rare. So she hits hard. And I'm looking at the punches, obviously doing the slow-mo replay in that. I'm there thinking, these look tough to take. Like, <laughs> a certain man would be struggling with these shots. I won't even lie. <laughs> like, yeah. like she's, she hits damn hard. <laughs> so, yeah, it was always going to be a matter of time until she gets this, um, the Zambia chick out of there. And she did. And yeah, it was just, it was a gassy moment, obviously, like, obviously hands raised, you know, Adam Smith, he gets us, he gets us hyped in that. The Newcastle crowd, obviously, she, I guess he's like a hometown favourite, so they were going crazy. Yeah, man, it was really, really good. And, um, brother, yeah, she's just cold. Every time I watch her, I'm just thinking, it's like, she's just so, so good. Um, definitely one of the best in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And obviously, someone was tuned in, Sky rolled out. Yep. Um, the quote, the quote, Clarissa Shields. Um, this rivalry is is really picking up steam. From when, um, obviously, like people like Mike Tyson now have got wind of this rivalry. Like this is it's something that's serious and it's hilarious to me because Savannah comes across as like the two di completely different personalities, isn't it? Like Savannah is that shy, super shy, sort of humble, but in the ring she's a killer. Whilst Clarissa is loud, confident. I don't even call Clarissa arrogant. You can't call her arrogant because she backs up what she says. But she's supremely confident in her abilities and she doesn't take no disrespect. You jump out Clarissa sideways, she's coming at you full tilt, <laughs> as we know, on Twitter and in real life. Bro, <laughs> on your neck. <laughs> on your neck. She doesn't take disrespect to like you. Know you need to at her. You don't. <laughs> if it's just subliminal, she asks you to clarify that one. <laughs> she's, she checks you instantly. And yeah, we know the story, obviously, you know, Clarissa's only lost one fight in her entire career as an amateur or pro, and it happened to be to Savannah Marshall. And Clarissa claims that it doesn't bother her and stuff, but it, every interview I watch Clarissa Shields partaking and Savannah's name gets brought up, there's a complete change, demeanor change. Like, it bothers her. It does. I'm sorry, Clarissa. You probably can't remember this. You, you seem to catch wind of everything. So this is not a slight, Clarissa. We're not, we're not attacking you. But 
we can tell it bothers you a little bit and you really want this revenge. She claims she doesn't want this revenge, she doesn't care about it, but she does. Let's be real. She's a competitor, she wants revenge. <laughs> the thing is, everything that was her. So it's not yeah. that when she says she's not bothered, to her, she's probably like, this don't bother me, but everything seems to, she has to respond to. Yeah. She has so, to address everything, and that's what she does every time. So, Banner's brought up. Yeah. She likes to mention the Olympics, the two time Olympian, the two world championships where Savannah Marshall featured, but didn't even make it to the finals. Yeah. For those. She likes to also mention how she lost that fight to Savannah when she was 17, etc., etc., etc. Who cares? But obviously, they've been building this up. This has been being this has been this has been built. This rivalry and this this potential showdown has been built for well over a year now. It's been it's, yeah. it's been they've been doing it. Obviously, two, before, three almost. <laughs> yeah, because let's not because obviously Clarissa was already well established. Savannah yeah. not quite so, but obviously now Savannah has established her in in, in the women's game, and is clearly one of the best. She's got world title strap, so yeah. Now I think it's the right time, and yeah, Clarissa was watching. She sent over a message via um, like a video. She sent over a video message live to Savannah congratulating her. And that's basically when they announced a little... The, the, it's like a rollout, isn't it? It's like an album rollout. So basically, <laughs> Clarissa is coming to the UK to fight. She's making her UK debut. I think it's on December the 11th on another boxer card. Savannah Marshall also happens to be on the same card. So you know how they... they you know, this happens from time to time in boxing. Two rival fighters. Also back in the day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, more so back in the day. We see it every now and again, but yeah. it was definitely a back in the day kind of thing. So I like that. It's a nice little throwback. And yeah, what's happening is obviously the two rivals will, rivals will fight. They're expected to win. And then maybe afterwards, have, they might have a little face-off and announce that, yeah, Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall is next. So I think me and you have been calling for it. It looks like next year we should be definitely, fingers crossed, hopefully there's no banana skins, no hurdles, um, thrown in the way but fingers crossed we should be seeing that Clarissa Shields Savannah Marshall showdown that the theme you know the women's boxing division needs um, two, two stars two incredible boxers I can't wait and there's genuine needle between both of them I can't wait for that to happen and I look forward to seeing Clarissa's America I mean UK debut because you know she's going to come with something <laughs> she's, fighting a, she's fighting an MMA fight before then yes so yeah. she's fighting an MMA fight, I'm pretty sure next month. Or maybe end of this month. And then she come, yeah, yeah, and then December she's coming back to boxing. Yeah. Mad woman. Yeah. But she's capable. We, we know she's capable. And this is all good promo for her. She's building her, her fan base in the UK by skyrolling her and yeah. her coming over here. Mm. Savannah should have tried a bit two ways and maybe say, okay, I do a fight in the US as well, but mm. I guess. Maybe can we say kind of give it a too much clap, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, we just want to see the fight anyway, so I'm, I'm glad it's, it's being built up nicely. Hopefully, they both get paid from it, and it's it's the fight we want to see. Yeah, a big one. And I remember when we, we spoke about this before over who mm. we picked to win, and probably like a year ago, maybe when this obviously when this fight was in, it was in its inception, early days, and that. And I remember you said you favor Savannah. And I think I said I favor Clarissa. Mm. Can't lie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm siding with Savannah still. <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brother. Just the, the performances I'm seeing from Savannah, yeah. And I admire Clarissa. I think she's a phenomenal boxer, yeah. Yeah. But there's just something about Savannah. Her relaxed demeanor in that ring, it looks mm. too easy for her. It looks far too easy for her. Like, the way this Lolita chick was, was attacking her, Throwing bombs and landed as well. Don't get me wrong, but like Helter Helter Skelter pace, she didn't even break. She didn't even break into a sweat, man. It looked too easy. She was just rolling with yeah. the punches, using her superior footwork, and just hitting her with nasty, nasty shots. And she's a matchup problem because she's so tall. She's six foot, yeah. you know, Savannah Marshall. She's yeah, big. She's big. <laughs> so she's Clarissa. I think it's about five eight. I think maybe about five eight. Yeah, I mean, Carissa punches above her weight to be honest. Because I mean, what she's done like what four weight costs or some, something ridiculous like that. Um, but yeah, man, I just that and the power as well. Savannah's nasty, man. She's she's too too cold. Yeah, so I think I'm leaning with Carissa on this one. I can't, I mean, not I'm, I'm now leaning with Savannah. I think Savannah's gonna, be, I think Savannah might beat Carissa. Sure, I think she might beat the goat. 
it's a tough one. It's still tough for me, even though I'm signing with Savannah based on but there's circumstances. If it happens in America, for example, you know Savannah might choke under those lights, but mm. but do an AJ. Mm. <laughs> oh wow. <Love> it. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know no one's there. Um that's why I was that's why I was hitting that maybe she should have tried to do a fight in the US to get used to that. But yeah, she used to be she used to be with Mayweather promotions. She's she in the US before. Yeah. But um obviously not under the same big lights yeah. that she's under now. So um yeah, but yeah, like we say, too savvy, man. Too savage, too savvy. <laughs> <laughs> I like her a lot. That, that should be a yeah. nickname, you know. <laughs> yeah, the baby, uh, the side Flo's, of the Flo, you might have to holler at her still and be like, yo, yeah. too sav, too savvy, too savage. <laughs> yeah, too sav. Um, yeah, she can bang. But I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. If the fight does get made, let's not get our hopes up because yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is <laughs> this, this is boxing. This is boxing. Anything can happen. But yeah, when, when it gets to the, the time, we'll, we'll dissect it a bit more. Yeah, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Um, some other fights to touch upon that same card. Um, we'll go with we'll go with Chris Eubank Jr. Um, okay. Obviously, your boy, <laughs> definitely not my boy. <laughs> um, he because um, obviously he was meant to fight last week. I swear, it was the last week or two weeks ago. But obviously, yeah. his fight got two cooled off ago. two weeks yeah, ago. Two weeks ago. Fight got cooled off. But they found another opponent for him. Um, interesting performance. It was against a uh, Armenian German fighter. Um, Wal- is it Walik Adrian? I think his name is Some- something like that. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let, let me let's be proper. Let me get let me get his name up. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Wanik Ad- Ad- Adrian. I think I think that's how you pronounce it. But um, yeah. Um, I was, I would say, fairly semi comfortable victory for Chris Eubank Jr. Um, I, I watched the, I watched the fight. Um, I think the first two rounds, this Adrian guy had a lot of success. He was looking really slick in there. Yeah. Um, had good hands, um, good footwork, quite slippery, I think. So I think Eubank was having trouble to pin, pinning him down at first. Um, but Eubank, I think, from the third round onwards, maybe your third or fourth round onwards, got to him, and. I think it was a case of when this Adrian guy felt Eubank's power, he didn't really want to know anymore. And um, yeah, I think I remember the fourth and the fifth round, Eubank was able to get to him in a major way. Cut, he cut off the ring nicely, threw some really, really good combinations. Um, I, saw, I saw some good things in what Eubank was doing, you know? Because obviously he was struggling at first, I think, to deal with how slippery this guy was. And something I don't remember seeing from him normally, he started targeting the body. He started really investing for the body heavily and it slowed this Adrian guy down and then Eubank wasn't able to do what he usually does with his combinations and was really able to get, get to him. So um, that was good to see. Uh, body work, you know, good body work from Eubank Jr. But I, oh, I can't... Roy Jones-esque. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they even tried to say it was Roy Jones-esque. They, they tried to say that as well. Uh, Roy Jones afterwards was saying, yeah, it's something they've been working on in camp and stuff. Um, but there's not too much you can take away from this performance, I think, because this Adrian guy wasn't really the level, I think, for you know, for mm. us to measure Eubank by. I mean, he's beaten a lot of these kind of opponents. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not much to say for me on that one. <laughs> to be fair, um, he did say that he... The guy, because the guy came out Southport and he was, he said yes. he was confused. That, yes, because um, they, yeah, they, I think their scout they told him that this guy yeah. was orthodox. Yeah, they thought he was orthodox. So maybe that's because the first two rounds is like I'm not impressed at all by what Eubanks doing. Here. He's getting caught. He yeah. looks sloppy. Um, he looks s- slow to the punch. Mm. But then that, that that probably explains it. The guy came out Southport and he must have been the hell. What's going mm. on here? Mm. Um, but he adjusted, and the guy, like you say, the guy felt his power. Apparently, he broke one of the guy's ribs. That's why the yeah. guy was on his bike for like the last two rounds and yep. eventually retired on his stall. Yeah. But um, yeah, good out. Another jog out for Chris Eubank. Yeah. And now there's talks that he steps in with uh, Golovkin. Yeah. So afterwards, obviously, it's, he claims, he, he said, I think he's he's going to be on, he's fighting again in December. I'm pretty sure he's on that same card, actually. Yeah. Um, that Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields card. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, as usual, he's gone to his tirade about how he wants the big names now. So I think the names that got read out, obviously, Triple G, um, Billy Joe Saunders, 
um, anyone with a belt. So Charlo comes into that. Liam Williams. Yeah, he said, Luke, I think him and Liam Williams have been going back and forth a lot over the past couple of weeks or months. So I think he basically said something along the lines that, you know, just to shut up, Liam, Liam Williams, he'll beat him up. He'll beat him up if he has to. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd much rather see you back against those guys. I can't really comment too much on this agenda because, like I said, there's someone that I think he was expected to beat quite comfortably. And I did like seeing the body work from him and they obviously paid if he broke this guy's ribs. So well done. Let's see more of that, Chris. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be able to get a better handle of things when it comes to him, when we see him against a better opponent, higher quality opponent. We'll see then what, I guess, the impact of Roy Jones has had on him. Um, but yeah, not much what else. else. <laughs> yeah, go do, you think he, do you think he beats any of the, these names? Nope. No, he beats he beats Liam Williams. Okay, he doesn't beat Triple G to me. Doesn't beat Charlo. Doesn't beat Andre. Doesn't beat Billy Joe. He, he I, I, Andre's name. I know he's not saying Andre's name. I, I, he said he said they don't, you know he said they don't want the title. So let's not forget at that midweight division the two the three well I think it's three titles right it's Triple G. No, it's Triple G Charlo Andre. Who's got the third one? Um, Moretta. Moretta. It's Moretta. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's smart, he'll go for Morata. <laughs> no, it's right before. If yeah. he's smart, go for that. And that's a nice, easy shot for you to get a world title. Because I don't see him beating the other three titleists. Um, I I don't beat him. I, I think Billy Joe box rings around him. If it, or if it's a motivated Billy Joe, Joe that is, um, he yeah. can beat Williams. <laughs> I give him that. He's not like he's not a walkover, he's a tough, tough guy. So, yeah, arguably, that's a 50 50. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> no, you can argue that. Facts, mm-hmm. facts, yeah, big, big, big facts. Wait, 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 what are you saying though? Are you still saying he beats Golovkin? No, nah, he don't beat Golovkin. <laughs> <Wait, Nah. what? laughs> oh, what happened? That, right? one, that one, I was just trying to get onto Golovkin, but yeah, yeah, you back is not ready yet. <laughs> he has to wait Golovkin out a bit longer yeah Golovkin needs a bit more wear and tear before Eubank can step in it. wait wait is that not a damning is that not a damning indictment then on Eubank it is because <laughs> he's what Eubank is 33 I think yeah I th- yeah I think he's you're saying 32, he, 32, 33 yeah 32, 33 and Golovkin as we can see is another client so you're still saying Golovkin needs to decline even more wow yeah wow yep. that's the, that listen that's, that's all that's got to be said then that's all that's got to be said that that literally if he's still yeah. got weight up, some you know, some more Golovkin decline at 33 years old, boy. Fundamentally, Golovkin's better, even if he's not as 100%. Sharp as his, yeah. he's fundamentally he's still mm-hmm. he's still got better technique. He's mm-hmm. not, his chin's phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, um, and he still hits hard. Yeah. People, mm-hmm. people, people are saying, "Oh, Golovkin's on the decline and this and that," but. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, wait and see. Fully, and the, and the Golovkin is still a problem yeah. in that middleweight division because you cannot forget how he had that division in a stranglehold when he was in his prime. <laughs> no, he did. Flows, 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 flows. Let's let's go. Yeah. Flows, flows, flows for today's purposes, please. Picking, <laughs> picking and choosing. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> he doesn't beat. I'll, I'll, say, I'll give Golovkin this one. He doesn't beat. Eubank um, doesn't beat Golovkin right now. Yeah, cool. I think we're, we're you know we're in agreement on that one. Um, another fight I caught on that same card. Huey Fury is quickly touch upon that. Um, he um, I'd say is it return to winning ways or I don't really I haven't really followed Huey's career recently, but see, I think he's on a bit of a winning streak. But yeah, yeah he um, he emerged victorious against. Um, a very game Christian Hammer. Um, yeah, interesting fight this one um, because I think we saw a more aggressive Huey Fury, which is good to see, I suppose. Um, I think that's always been a something which they, you know people use against him in his career that you know he's very very negative, very passive. Obviously, he comes with that typical uh, Peter Fury sort of style, tippy tappy hit and not get hit, dance around the ring kind of thing. Um, and yeah, there's always been calls for him to be a bit more aggressive. Um, and he was in this fight against Hammer, who was very game himself and was also super aggressive. And uh, it was quite, it was actually quite a fiery contest, wasn't it? Um, 
quite a bit of a back and forth fight between both of these guys. And it was a bit of an anticlimactic ending because as it was shaping up to be a really, really good like spectacle, um, Hammers had to pull out injured. I think he stated that he had a bicep inj- injury, so he couldn't continue anymore, which is a shame. Um, I'm not too sure what the scorecards were saying at the time of the stoppage, actually. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, Huey Fury marches on. It was, um, I, for me, the, take, the main takeaway I had from this was it was just good to see him in a more aggressive sort of mindset because yeah. he's actually a good boxer, Huey Fury. I, I think yeah. personally, I think he's a, technically, from a technical standpoint, he's a good boxer, good jab on him, good mm. footwork, good movement, as you expect, I guess, from a Fury or someone trained by Peter Fury. But yeah, it's always been he's pillow fisted or he, he never sits down on his punches. Kind of like Ty, how Tyson used to fight, but less, yeah. but less big and less heavy. And yeah, you know what I mean? And maybe less, slightly less skilled. It's but, sort of a case of game plan with him. A game plan and he, he, it's almost like he beats, he, he's the reason he loses. It's not that yeah. the other person beats him up or outboxes yeah. him or whatever. He mm. doesn't do enough to win usually. Um, so yeah. he's always falling short in those big fights. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see how he progresses. He's only young as well. He's not even too... He's not as old he's, as... He's 27, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because don't forget, his career is weird because he he fought like really good guys super early. Yeah. Like, like guys he shouldn't have been fighting at that time, but he fought them. And yeah, yeah obviously lost to these really good guys, but it was like, the caveat was what, but he's fought these guys way too soon. Why, why has he taken these fights at this stage? He should have been fighting those guys like now. Does you get me? Like, yeah. at his age now. Um, so, yeah, his, his career is quite strange. Um, he's not someone that, you know, I'm looking at in that division, obviously, to make major inroads, but I do think he's better than his record suggests. He's just been a victim of, obviously, that just the crazy career path that I outlined for him early on. Um, but, yeah, I do think him being more aggressive is the way to go for him. Um, I do think he will struggle to win fights against the top guys at fighting the way he fought, you know, he used to fight. So, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, uh, you know, how far he goes with this, I guess, newer style. But yeah, shout out to him, he got a W. Um, Hammer was game. Hammer's been around for a long time. He's been around a lot for sure. Um, he's lost to everyone, pretty much, Hammer, to be fair. So, <laughs> it's a fight where he should have really won. Um, okay, so, next up, um, Let's head over to America <laughs> because obviously we got some action over there as well. I mentioned um, last week that Mikey Garcia was returning. Um, obviously, good to have Mikey back, like I said. And um, yeah, we've seen a major upset, bro. Uh, Mikey Garcia has lost on his return to Sando Martin. Uh, Spaniards who I guess no one was really aware of. No one really knew about this guy. I, I certainly didn't. I'm, I'm guessing you didn't as well. Um, but yeah, we, we see Mikey Garcia lose on the return. Majority decision loss. And I must say, man, it was deserved. I watched the fight back and yeah, he fully deserved this loss. I think that the ring rust, the you know, a year and a half layoff really showed for Mikey. Really, really showed. Um, and let me say this as well. I think taking that Errol Spence fight in 2019, I was livid when that fight was made and I'm livid now still because I think it's really, really ruined Mikey Garcia. Um, yeah, like I said, a year and a half layoff. He looked super rusty in there. This Sandor Martin, I've never seen him fight before, <laughs> but he's a G. Um, it's funny because they talked about how I followed a bit of a build-up, right? And they talked about how this is a tricky Spaniard. Yes, yeah, not, not, not much noise known about him, but from what they've seen of him, Mikey Garcia was even saying he looks like really technically secure, uh, very, very competent in the ring. And obviously he's looking to come and cause an upset. Uh, this Sandor Martin, brother, <laughs> very, very herky-jerky. Like he's one every sort of faint Mikey Garcia will throw, not to punch, a faint he was reacting to. He was twitching yeah. and whatnot. He's that kind of like twitchy kind of fighter. Like he was reacting to every fate, very herky-jerky, but really, really good jab, really good counter puncher. And for a lot of the fight, he was obviously on the back foot. 
but he fought really well on the back foot. He was able to outjack yeah. Mikey Garcia, counting him a lot of times with his punches. Mikey Garcia was obviously trying to cut off the ring and pressure him and get him. Mikey had his best moments of success, right, when he got this guy against the ropes and was able to throw, like, hurtful-looking shots. And this guy was obviously having to, I guess, pivot, roll with the punch, and if he can, and try and counter. And um, even then, and he, and, and he, he was landing shots as well. He was doing it, exactly, yeah. And you can tell this guy, he hasn't really, he hasn't really boasted a knockout, rec- big knockout record. You can tell he's not really a powerful puncher. But he was landing clean, effective counter shots, which was scoring. All scoring punches. Yes, it might not have deterred Mikey too tough or wobbled him or whatever. Um, but, you know, these are all clean scoring shots. And yeah, Mikey just looked, as the rounds progressed, there was, there was no urgency in Mikey's work. Mm. Um, that's one thing I noticed. And, you know, you've, you've got to the 12th round now when it's quite clear. Sorry, sorry, the 10th, yeah, because the 10th round fight. You've got to the 10th round, 10th final round now. And you're there thinking, Mikey needs to be urgent here. Like, he needs a knockout. Martin was the one that was looking like he was going for it in the 10th round. Like, he closed the show in, in brilliant fashion. I remember that, that final, like, 30 seconds. They were both, he was, he had, they were both against, they were both throwing toe for toe against the ropes. And it's like, Mikey's the power puncher here, but Martin's going for this. Like, he's, he's really gunning for it. And he's really trying to cause this upset. And he was, he was justly rewarded. It was an MD, majority decision, but, it was, it, you know, I think it was, he, he was good value for that W. And boy, it's just a big, big loss for Mikey Garcia because obviously a lot was expected of Mikey Garcia. He's a quality, quality, or he was a quality fighter. Uh, I don't know, I don't want to go as far, but he's completely cooked now, but I don't know what happened in there, man. Um, definitely well, the ring rust, definitely <laughs> the ring rust. But it's not even just the ring rust. This guy put a bare weight. Like, yeah, we were talking about it then. When I asked what weight is this fight at, because yeah. last time I saw Mikey Garcia, mm. <laughs> he looked like he was walking around at 180. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he looks like, 180. And even yeah. in that ring, that, that fight, he looked fleshy, he looked yeah. flabby. He did, he did, yeah, he did. He's got his usual, yeah, look, he's, he's not like he was ripped before, but he was he looked in shape before. Yeah, this one, yeah. he's looking more like his brother, Garcia. Yeah. Yeah, um, man, it's not a good look. He, look. he doesn't look fit. fit. Not even fit. Fit's not the word, but he doesn't look his usual self. Let's, let's at all, way. at all. Um, from a bo- boxing skill wise, um, he still looked pretty powerful in there. But one thing about Mikey, as I've said before, he was someone that was so fundamentally sound. Like he was never really flashy in there, but everything he did was at such a high like level fundamentally. That that's how he used to get people, and he just looked off the pace massively head movement, the way he was setting up his shots, etc. It just it just it looks far off the pace. And mm. obviously Mikey's of his he's one of the best fighters of his generation and Mikey like like I think what yeah. four or five different weight classes world champion he's he's achieved a hell of a lot in his career. And um this is gonna be a big loss for him because obviously prior to this obviously fight there was a lot of talk as to him reinserting himself back into the fold at at 140 slash 147, but maybe 140, I think. Um, you know, there was talks that after this fight, he'll go and fight Regis Progre. It was so funny because, well, in fact, there were actually talks they wanted to fight, apparently they wanted to fight Progre straight away before this <laughs> fight. Obviously, that fight couldn't be made. Fact, luckily for them, because Progre would have eaten them alive. But obviously, there was talks after this fight, if he obviously comes, ac- you know, comes across well in this fight, he will go on to fight Progre. It's fine because I was, I was pre in Progre's tweets and he's there tweeting, damn it, or something, something like that. Yeah, so, like, anger, because obviously he's lost that. And then I think a fan's tweeted him saying, oh, do you still plan to fight Mikey? He said, that's not happening anymore. Because obviously this <laughs> loss is, he's, and he's look, he's, he hasn't looked good in this loss at all. Yeah. Hilgrave's tweeted like, oh, Mikey's chances of fighting me are, are sailing faster where you need to do something now. And afterwards, Hilgrave's come out and said, yeah, it's not going to happen. He's not, he's not going to look at Mikey Garcia anymore. He, he doesn't rate him no more. So he said, what's the point of making that fight? Because he said he would eat him alive. And I agree. Um, so boy, I don't know for Mikey, man. He's got to take a long, hard look at himself if he really wants to take a good have a crack at this boxing game. He needs to run it back with him, brother. <laughs> he needs to run it back. Yeah, he does. Um, there was no rematch clause, but if if I'm them, I'm looking to make another fight with this Mount Martin guy. Yeah, sure. yeah. You got to avenge that one. You just look. You know, Mikey Garcia is usually first. He's usually active. He wasn't yeah. as active. He, he, he was. He was. 
He's that's what he was patient. He was waiting. He was always waiting too long. Passive, isn't it? Like. Passive. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah by passive. his standards. By his standards. Exactly. Yeah. He's usually active, first to the punch. Yeah. He, he doesn't wait, but he was waiting this time. And my man was exploding on him at, at points while he was waiting. Yeah. Just let, let go, land the combo, land the yeah. one, two. Sure. You... Yeah. Poor performance. Poor performance. Very yeah. poor performance. It's a shame of someone that a lot is expected of. Um, like, I, like I said, he should not. Why he jumped at two weight classes to fight bloody Errol Spencer with people? I'm still annoyed, man. He, he's never looked this even against Jesse. He fought against Jesse Vargas, remember? Yeah. He didn't look great. He won, but he didn't look amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, man, that's that Spence fight's killed this guy, man. And it's a damn shame because at the time, obviously, Michael Garcia was the man at 140 or 135. He was that guy, and he was one that we expected to be taking on Lomachenko. Remember when Lomachenko just came up? It was. Mm. Mikey Garcia was the kingpin and yeah. at 135 one, and we'll say that Mikey Moma is a dream fight we're trying to make that's the fight we wanted to see that's the fight everyone wanted <laughs> to see and then out of nowhere he's fighting Errol Spence you're thinking what the hell and obviously Loma's now gone and done his thing and he's kind of faded into obscurity let's be real no one's really talking about Mikey Garcia anymore and he's, he's still a big draw he's still a big crap you know he's still brought out a massive crowd I'm sure obviously Latino fighter he's always going to bring a card and big draw and um, obviously I think <laughs> it must be annoying for Hearn because he's a big name, Marky Garcia. Obviously, he's, he's fighting on the match room now. <laughs> Hearn's thinking, mm, this is a nice little piece for my American sort of revolution. And he's come out and got smoked. <laughs> so it's like, damn, what's going to happen here? Um, yeah, it's big shame. we getting cooked. That's right. There's a few uh, upsets match room have suffered now. Yeah. <laughs> You remember when Hearn went over to America, it was meant to be a big revolution and stuff. They signed their yeah. guys and stuff. A lot of them haven't really done the business. I can't lie. Like, who's he signed? What, Jesse Vargas? What's his name? Um, obviously, our boy, um, Tevin Farmer. He lost his yeah. he, he lost his belt. Demetrius um, Andre. Demetrius Andre. He hasn't lost, but he hasn't catapulted into superstardom as we expected. Danny Jacobs as well. Boy. You know, that obviously got him the hate the um he got him the Canelo fight and the triple G fights and whatnot, but yeah, he hasn't really done much since then. I think now it's just what it's obviously he's still got Devin Haney, but struggling to get fights for Haney. Obviously, we're going to discuss Haney in a second. Um <laughs> in Cozy Solomon has yeah, the American yeah. American Haney Joshua. My <laughs> 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 got what knocked out in the first fight or lost in the first fight. We never saw him again. Yeah, he got busted for Peds as well. After yeah, that. Yep, yep. So, yeah, yeah. He got dropped it's quickly. Good. Yeah, man. It just hasn't. Hearns found it a lot tougher cracking America, which they said he would. Um, if he sticks out, I'm sure he will do his, you know, he'll do well. But a lot of the fights that he signed, fighters that he signed, haven't really, like, you know, set the set the place ablaze, I would say. But um, it's still early days, obviously. There's a lot. There's a lot there's, America's huge. There's a lot of fighters out there, I'm sure he can get to. Um, but yeah, we've mentioned David Haney, so I might as well segue into that now because at the Mikey Garcia fight, uh, David Haney was in attendance and so was Tiafimo Lopez. And they bumped heads. And this... <laughs> I watched this altercation, right? Obviously, they got everything on video. Nice. Comments were saying that this was more exciting than the Mikey Garcia fight <laughs> because this altercation here was explosive, man. Um it had all the elements that you want to see. Two fighters going at it. The <laughs> two boxing dads going at it as well <laughs> in the mix. Um, yeah, man. It's what we want to see. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to let these lot trick me again. Um, <laughs> these, light, these lightweights seem to be going at each other every other week. One day it's Haney and Tiafimo. Next day it's Ryan Garcia and Tank. Next day is that Devin Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia. Um, there's a lot of talking in this light in this lightweight division, but not enough action for my liking, as I've said before. So I'm not gonna gas all this pump faking too much, but it was still quite fun to see. Obviously, I enjoyed, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it still, but I'm not gonna I enjoyed it. Don't, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but I'm not gonna be like using that as like a springboard into thinking that these fights are gonna happen because oh, yeah, remember this. This this division is a mess because we said it, there's, there's like five guys who are sick, but none of none of them have fought each other yet, and they're all struggling to make fights with each other. Which I don't get how. 
But yeah, struggling to get the fights themselves. These guys aren't even being able to get in the ring. Exactly. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I, I hear you though. I, I ain't guess why I ain't gonna think because you had Bill Haney, Devin Haney's dad, saying, Oh, yeah, after Cardosis, you're fighting us next, and it has to be on the zone. So he's already putting up a block, <laughs> a block to it by exactly. saying it has to be on the zone. Yeah, shake on it, shake on it. Of course, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, they, they shook on it, but that doesn't make doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, the shake, the shake doesn't mean nothing. Um, in boxing, anyways, and um, yeah, just, yeah, that would that annoyed me a little bit because hey. hey Bill Haney was talking stuff, you know. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was killing me. He was talking stuff. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, has to be on the zone. <laughs> You're on the zone now." TFM was like, "Yes, it could be an ESPN. Oh, it doesn't matter." He was like, "No, no, has to be the zone." TFM and David Haney, their heads were hot, which is always good to see. So hot, kind of. Yeah. Kind of smile where, where they have a back and forth, like you say, I ain't gas by it. Yeah, and of course, it's always good to see boxing dads. Boxing dads are the funniest, it flows. Boxing dads are the funniest, isn't it? They're the funniest. Always kill me, man. Like, I, I, I riding harder than their sons. Always, I, I, need to, I need to see. I would love to see a little boxing dad tournament. Throw Bill Henry in there, throw Tia Fimo Senior in there, throw Angel Garcia in there, throw what's his name? <laughs> uh, Kenny, who? Porter. Kenny, 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 Porter. Kenny Porter has to be there. Um, throw what's his name? Um, uh, Robert uh, Guerrero's dad as well. Yes, him. What's his What's his name? Oh, I forgot his name. But yeah, Guerrero Senior. Throw him in there as well. Boxing dads are the funniest. They're, 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 they're more funnier than their sons. They talk more stuff than their sons. They're more on. They're more active than their sons. Like any poor versus Angel Brunner, we still need to see that. Fab. Kenny, it's so funny because Kenny Porter kills me yet yeah, because this guy's dripped out way more than Sean all the time. <laughs> this guy comes in with a big bust-down chain, always got the flyers, glasses and stuff, the jewels on. Sean Porter is just rocking some, some meaty suit. <laughs> uh, oh, boxing dads kill me, man. They're so, so funny. But yeah, that made it, that was a really good location. And obviously, yeah, shout out to the video crews that got that, you know, got the footage of that. That was really good to see. Heated debates. Both fighters going at it, both dads going at it, but we need to see action. I'm not going. I'm not going to be gassed by that. I need to see action. Um, Haney, obviously, well, obviously they're both tied up in their next fights um, in December. Sure, I think. Oh, I know. I don't Tia know when Fimo's fighting. Tia Fimo's in December, though. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole year gone. You know, yeah, it's a whole year gone. Do you know how much steam he's lost from after beating Lomachenko of all people? Do you know how much steam he's lost? It's actually a joke. He beat Lomachenko. <laughs> Lomachenko's had surgery and returned before him. And so another fighting place coming up. Do you know how... Yeah, boy. Boy, it's what it is, man. I thought for him, but I know it's not his fault. Mm. Obviously, this whole trailer thing would have messed him around. And yeah, man, I, I know it's definitely not his fault. I know he's been looking to get active, but he got to be careful because... You saw with Maggie Garcia, Ringross is bad, man. Ringross isn't good. And mm. Cambosis is, obviously we, we picked him to win that, but he's not someone that can be taken lightly. And he can be upset, you know, an upset can happen. So, um, yeah, I just, I just hope TFM was able to win this because <laughs> all this would have gone to waste, as we know. Because mm. um, Devin Haney definitely will do it. I don't see, yeah, Devin Haney will definitely win his fight, I think. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, it was a quite intriguing weekend of action in terms of altercations and fights and whatnot, which was good. I want to um, now take a look at this coming weekend because there is a really good fight that's on. Sneakily, really, sneaky, really good fight that's come around. I don't see many people talking about it, but it is a big fight and it's a really, really, really good fight. Um, we've got Jamal Herrin defending his um, WBO, um what weight class is this? This is uh, super light. One, no. Yeah, 130. Is it 130? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, so, super bantam. Is that super bantam? Memory serves me correctly. I think it might be super bantam weight, maybe. Junior lightweight. What's lightweight? Yeah, junior lightweight. Oh, it's a junior lightweight. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So defending his junior lightweight world title against the challenger Shakur Stevenson. 
like I said, this is a bloody good fight, man. This is a, and it feels like it's gone under the radar. But trust me, listeners, this, this is a quality, top quality matchup right here. Um, Shakur Stevenson, who we've mentioned on this pod a few times now, and to someone that who we've personally earmarked as a potential superstar waiting to happen. Someone that could take over at 130, at 135 even, maybe. Maybe even stretch it. Could even stretch it to 140. He's that skilled. He's that good. Um, and Jamal Herring, who we saw against Carl Frankton defend his title. Really, really underrated boxer. Um, physical tools are ridiculous for that division out of this world. Yeah. What is he, 5'10", 5'11", fighting at 130? Strong, technically sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, everything about this matchup is it's just it's great to me. It really is good to me. And um, I think it's going to be a real close fight, you know. I think it's going to be a real close fight. Um, yeah. A part of me is trying to start, you know, because obviously I rate Shakur so highly. A part of me is there thinking, Shakur could embarrass his brother here. He can run away, but... I rate Jamal Herring. I really do. I think he's a really quality under, underrated operator in there. And um, he's not going he's, to, he's, he's not going to lie down for Shakur Stevenson whatsoever. Because you know, a lot of people are saying Shakur will be favorite for this. And they're saying Shakur, obviously they're behind the Shakur hype train. They feel like he's going to be the next big thing. Herring's going to come in with that mindset of, no, he's not. <laughs> I'm going to derail this hype train <laughs> right here and now. So yeah, that's, that's why I'm anticipating a top quality fight, man. And um, it's hard to. Brethren, aren't they? I think they are brethren. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think they're so. quite close. Well, not brethren. They're not age mates to be brethren or that, but they're yeah. close. I think they train together and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm finding it hard to pick a winner on this one. You know. Um, I'm finding it hard. What are the bookies saying? I, I, I think I, I, they're probably saying Shakur is the, the favourite. I, I, I was going to say, I, I'm assuming Shakur. He's the talent. He's the talent. He's what the Olympic silver medalist. Um, and Herring's probably thirty-six now. Yeah, he's mid thirties. So, but he's dimension. Like remember the Femto fight? We both said Herring should take it. We, yeah, yeah. we both sided with Herring. Yeah, though the bookies were saying Frampton, and was yep. like, we can't see past those dimensions and the pop here. Yes. Yes. Um, I think Shakur Stevenson didn't look too good in his last outing. I think he apologised for his performance. He was another mm. one that was yep. very pa- passive or he fought on the back foot kind of thing and he, yep. he didn't press the action and we wanted to see him press the action. So we'll see how he performs this time. Um, Heron must fancy it because he could have avoided it. He could have yep. easily avoided it and moved up or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, or, or fought something. Well, this is the man. Yeah, I, I, I initially thought he was gonna vacate, but no, no. I knew I, I knew he wouldn't vacate. You know, I think he said it after yeah. the Frampton fight that he's worked so hard to get this title. Okay, he, he, he's yeah, he's a proud man. He's a real proud I, man. I so he, I thought he tried to duck the smoke, but yeah, nah, gonna, he was never. I knew he was never going to vacate. Okay, well, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy he didn't because we got a great fight. It's a yeah. tough one to call, but um, Shakur Stevenson. <sighs> We'll probably get get on points. Because That's what I'm saying. It's, for one, he's the golden boy, and <laughs> his his skill when, his skill is good enough to win. But yes, Herring's experienced enough and skilled enough as well. So for me, the way I'm looking at it is, you know how the front of fight we said it's impossible to ignore Herring's dimensions. They're ridiculous, yeah. especially when compared to Frampton. Yeah, and it's not just the dimensions. That's the thing. He's actually very skilled as well. You will see that. But a lot of people will know about Herring, but very very skilled operator in there. Um, so once again, I'm finding it tough to ignore his dimension and his, and his skill. But I side with Shakur because I think Shakur's skill levels are s- such a high level. They're able to negate not only Heron's skills, but also his, his physical tools as well. That's how high direct Shakur Stevenson's skills. And that's why I'm signing with him on this one. He's very that, effective he's punching them. It's just more of... High, higher level. If yeah. you're looking at Frampton, you can say, yeah, Frampton's, don't get me wrong, Frampton's a high level boxer too. Yeah. You combine yeah. Heron's skills and size dimensions, but this is levels. As your core's levels to me are like this. So that's why I'm signing with Shakur in this one. Yeah. But to me, it's almost a 50 50 to me, you know. It, it's a case it's, of it, it could be a bit too soon for Stevenson, maybe. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. That, that comes into play. Heron be. is super experienced. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it'll be, it's a good it's a good benchmark for 
Shakur Stevenson to announce himself to to show who's the real deal. Yes, to boxing okay. fans at least. Agreed. Maybe not to the casuals yet, but to boxing yep. fans at least. He wins this and wins it convincingly. Even if it's not convincingly, if he wins it, he's showing that ah uh, he he will he will learn more from this fight than he's been learning, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Win, lose or draw, so yeah, he'll improve from this fight regardless. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, this is definitely Shakur should definitely look to this fight as a coming out party from from himself as to announce himself as I'm the real deal. I'm, I'm here. I'm here at one thirty. I, if I clean this division up, I'm coming straight to one three five. As we know, he's got the dimensions for it. He won't. He won't. He will look out of place. Um, obviously, let these lightweights sort out whatever they're doing, and if, if you know, by the time when the time is right for him, he'll move up. I'm pretty sure he's he's already got into it. I swear, Shakur's got into it a tank a couple of times already. Yeah, he's got into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So he's coming. Shakur's coming, and obviously, but he needs to win this fight. And this is not an easy fight for him. This is not a gimme. Um, yeah, Herring is really, really good. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's super intriguing, this fight. It's going to be tough to call a winner. But I'm just about siding with Shakur on this one, just about. Um, but yeah, if Herring wins, I won't be surprised. I think Herring's sick as well. Um, but yeah, naturally, obviously, being the golden boy, being as the one they've tipped to prime, you know, it's prime to take over as well. Naturally, you think that the judges might be leaning towards Shakur as well. Obviously, I hope not. I want it to be fair, but you never know boxing it. You never know. <laughs> you never know boxing. But um, yeah, let's call it a day there. Um, I think that's everything I wanted to discuss. I'm trying to think if there's any, any more, anything you wanted to discuss? Anything else? I'm trying to think if there's anything else in, in the boxing news. I can't think. There. Huh? We've covered a lot. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. So let's... Let's call it. A, let's call it. Let's call it a night there. Um, yeah, episode sixty of Strike Season podcast. On your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And make sure you check us out on all the platforms, audio and visual. Peace. <laughs>